Hello everyone, my name is Rafal and I would like to welcome you to my Hatshot Photography podcast. In today's podcast, I would like to talk about several things I wish I knew when I started Hatshot Photography. And this is one of the most common questions I've been receiving from you guys. And you ask me, what would I change if I could know how this whole thing work? And even though I had over 10 years of experience shooting weddings, but weddings and headshot photography, those are two completely different things. And I have to change my approach to my business, to my marketing, to some of my habits. So there's a little bit of list which I would like to go through and share with you what I would change. And I know that we need to learn from our mistakes and sometimes going through those failures is a good thing because we learned something and I don't think anyone has a kind of smooth path into any type of success. We need to go through some challenges and difficult times and some of those things which we need to somehow overcome in order to learn and to progress and to become better at what we do. But still, I would like to share some of those things which I would definitely change if I would have to start over again. And that would definitely, I don't want to say it would be a shortcut to be more successful, but definitely would let me to look at things completely different way. So let's start with the point number one would be bold, affordable, simple and portable lighting setup. So this is little bit more from a technical standpoint. And I remember when I started hatched photography, I invested a lot of money into some very expensive lighting. And I know these days we have access to YouTube to all different resources where people can tell you a little bit more about different type type of lighting setups, uh, what works, what doesn't work, what it's affordable, what it's I don't know, it doesn't work well. So today we have much better access to information which can help us to choose what's going to work best for us. So that's something which I didn't have when I started. And I have to just blindly buy stuff and just depend on the opinion people from the store. And as you probably know, they try to sell you the most expensive stuff because they make most money out of it. So I kind of followed that trap and I purchased some very, very expensive lighting, which has a lot of bad stuff like was was heavy and was really difficult to transport around. Not to mention that in order to set it up, this whole thing would take me a lot of time. Not to mention that the, 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 the most difficult part was the fact that um, it, it was really challenging me to figure this whole thing out because there's a lot of things which I could do with this lighting and I was unexperienced and I had no idea how to approach this and I was really struggling with this. So just so you kind of know, don't kind of fall the trap and just because something is expensive and something is kind of, I don't know, people tell you this is the best thing. Um, do a little bit of research, see what works. And also you have to ask yourself what your client is like, you know, what kind of 
clientele you're going after are you going to be shooting in your studio are you going to be kind of going to your clients and you're going to work at their locations so there's a lot of lot of things which you have to ask yourself what type of headshot photography business you want to build and then based on that try to figure out what's going to be the best lighting setup for the biz the type of business you're planning to do and again it's better to start um, I would say a little bit on the cheaper side because, you know, what if you're not going to like what you do? What if, you know, the most expensive lighting, it's not going to give you what you want? Not to mention if you're going to have to travel or going to places and you have to carry all this stuff with you. So I kind of scale it down over the time. So I sold it, everything what I had, and believe it or not, from very expensive strobes i went straight to the uh, speed lights which is just kind of completely opposite spectrum what when i started and um, i i didn't regret that believe it or not as soon as i started using uh, speed lights i was happy with the results they were light they were port like they were portable i could take them everywhere and i was getting the same results or even better results with my speed lights than with my very expensive lighting. So this is the first thing what I would definitely change and I wouldn't spend all this crazy money on things which uh, didn't work for me at the end of the day. Okay, the next one, we're gonna go to a little bit more um, different, I would say, sides of hatchet photography. And we're going to talk a little bit about business marketing. It's also a little bit of technical stuff. So the point number two, which I would change, would be creating a list of short and long term goals. This is something which I never done when I was shooting weddings. That was something that uh, I had to put in place when I started shooting headshots because weddings, they were like I was constantly uh, busy because I was just doing the bookings and then I was ready for the whole year or the whole season. With the headshot is a little bit of a different story because you have to plan a little bit of differently. Um, you have to go after your clients. You have to go after uh, businesses. So it's really important to have this type of short and long-term goal list because then you know what to do you have the kind of scripted a path which directions you want to go and then it's much easier to just to look at those goals and see what we can do in order to make this happen because if you don't have some kind of list and you just kind of go with the flow and um, you just kind of don't do what you're supposed to do i guess um, it's not a good, I would say, business approach because what's going to happen, you're going to miss a lot of things because if you have some kind of goals and you just like, okay, see what happens and hope for the best and you do one thing here, one other thing there, but you don't kind of like analyze it, okay, what I can do to meet that goal? What's the other options? What I can do in order to, I don't know, speed the process to get there or how I can achieve it or if there's any other options, how I can uh, reach that goals. And having that kind of, I would say, approach, you can really get deep into this and use it every possible option to reach your goals. 
but again if you don't have a list and you don't know which directions you're going then it's it's uh, really difficult to kind of be successful because you don't know which direction you're going so again the best way is just to sit down one day take a piece of paper and try to kind of write down what's your goal what you're trying to achieve I don't know it could be how many clients you want to get um, how many businesses you would like to work with what kind of businesses you would like to work with what um, you know your businesses you're going after how you can approach them um, is there's any other ways you can actually advertise so so there's there's a lot of lot of things what what you can do but again you have to have some kind of list so you have clear vision which direction you're going the next one is also extremely interesting and extremely important focus on the process not on the end goal and this was one of my biggest mistakes because I was always kind of dreaming where I want to be uh, what kind of images I want to create that was just the end goal and I never kind of focus on the process itself and I know a lot of photographers they have this kind of um, approach that you know they see themselves where they're already successful but nobody thinks how they can get there and what they have to do in order to get there so focusing on the process gives you a little bit of different I would say I don't want to say different but what I meant to say is you're gonna have some again clear vision which direction you're going and focusing on that process is extremely important because again you can really take different paths in order to get there so let's give you the best example it would be the retouching process for example and I know a lot of photographers out there like oh I would like to retouch like you do but nobody kind of think let's say what kind of um, I don't know tutorials I can get or um, you know like how many how much do I have to practice every single day to get there um, what techniques can I use so there's there's a lot of lot of things which we can focus on and we will get there like I when I started retouching I was clueless I, I didn't know how to make things work um, whatever I was retouching looked like crap and I was really really disappointed but I was really focusing on finding the informations and finding tutorials finding YouTube videos finding books everything what I could find in order to learn something and focusing on the process itself and again we're living in a very difficult times well different times these days where we have access to those stuff we can just type it what we want to learn and where we want to get and we can get all different type of informations how we can get there so it's much much easier today and the same with the business it's it's much easier nowadays because we can create some kind of plan and we can step by step executing okay the next one is of course this is what i already mentioned failure is your biggest ally this is something that a lot of photographers like nobody likes to make mistakes nobody likes to make errors nobody likes to be failure but unfortunately this is the best way to learn those things and if we're not gonna fail and we're not gonna make mistakes 
this is something that it's it's just part of the process. This is something that we need to um, experience. Something that it's going to be the biggest lessons for us to progress. And the one thing what I want to point it out here, and this is what is extremely important and the way I look at things nowadays, I know it depends on the situation, but whenever there is a situation where I fail or I like made some mistakes or like made error, you know, like I know it's difficult where you cannot fix things and it's just done deal and it's over. But even when situation like this happen, I'm trying to analyze it, what I can learn from this and what um, I can do better next time and try to don't make that mistake again. And some of those lessons, the harder they, the harder they are, they're better because we don't make these mistakes again. If we, let's say, fail, fail with lighting or we, I don't know, just have some meltdown with the client or we just say something stupid or, you know, the, the list goes on and on, the things which we can do the wrong way. But as soon as we learn the hard way, like it just kind of sticks in our head that, okay, you can't do that again. Or you, this is something that uh, kind of helps us for the long run. So again, don't kind of treat failure as a something that, I don't know, something is just against you or, you know, like it's, it's, it's something that it, it's all about you. Don't take things personally. It's a lesson. And you know what is extremely interesting? Like, so this year you guys probably have noticed I've done quite a few interviews with some very, very interesting and successful photographers. And what is interesting, what I found, that we do the same mistakes. We learn kind of the same way. And sometimes I ask them about, like, what was your biggest mistakes? And they're just telling the same things, that they've done the same mistakes what I've done. They've learned from it. They grow out of it. And they they they, they somehow, you know, take the lessons from, from that experience and they move on to the next thing and just makes them stronger but the, the mistakes are kind of similar which was kind of fascinating so i'm guessing that most of us has to go through the same process and we have to make the same mistakes and that's how we learn okay the next one is extremely important and that's something which i want to really uh, put some um some like i just want to make sure that you guys Kind of take this to your heart. Believe in progress, not in perfection. And this is something that also a lot of photographers have issues with that because they want to do things perfectly. And I do the same. Like I think I'm not any different than anybody else. I always go after perfections and I want my images to look perfect. I like to make sure that my uh, advertising is perfect and my kind of approaching to clientele is perfect. So we're going after the the perfection and sometimes I think we don't we don't look at the progress what do we do but we just want to make everything perfect and what happens is we I'm not saying wasting our time but we definitely just just spend sometimes too much time and we analyze it things too much. So what I would like to say here is try to kind of do small steps forward with whatever you do. Like, for example, again, we can look at the retouching process. Don't kind of go after, you know, the perfect images. Try to learn things and try to 
make something better every time and then you will see those small steps eventually they will grow to something bigger and then you can kind of I don't know push these boundaries again further away and try to go after them and I know and I think this is something funny because I see that in my uh, son that whatever he does like he wants to be perfect and whenever it's not perfect like he gets this meltdowns and then he's crying and then he's upset that he whatever he did he's not perfect and it makes me laugh sometimes because you know like he does things you know for the way he can do it the best right but he always kind of is he wants to do this perfectly and he doesn't look at the progress that you know like i don't know six months ago he couldn't do it um and now he he progressed so much that he's way better but he still wants to be perfect and he wants to be like i don't know 10 levels up which doesn't work that way we have to do things step by step and we have to get to that perfections in the very very slow process and we have to look at the progress like for example like you know how we shot let's say images uh a year ago and how they look right now and then five years ago, 10 years ago. And if you see the progress you've done, you can be like, oh my God, like I've, I've, I've gone so far and I improved so much. But this is a process. It's not something that, you know, can be achieved overnight and extremely quickly. Okay, the next one also extremely important, only compare yourself to yourself. And this is what we actually talked uh, a minute ago. I think this is also kills a lot of photographers because they look at those photographers who are extremely successful. They have tens of years of experience, you know, hundreds of even thousands of photo shoots under their belt. And um, we want to kind of compare ourselves to them. And it's not going to work. Like it's, it's going to be obvious that our work is, I don't want to say worse, but it's on the different level. And we want to make sure that we look at our own progress and we have to look after our own style. We have to look at our um, how we can improve. And I'm not saying we shouldn't look at other photographers, but you cannot really compare yourself to them or, you know, it, it, it's something that it, it's extremely uh, destructive for what we do. And, um, you know, I remember even myself, I look at some of those good photographers and I was like, I'll never get there. And I was like planning to give up because I like, okay, I will never reach that. I will never be on their level. And um, it, it was depressing and was something that I was just extremely disappointed. And I was, as I said, I was planning to give up and just let this go. But just try to look what they do and try to, I'm not saying steal, but look, you know, how you can improve, how you can take their experience and use for yourself. So um, as I said, don't try to compare yourself to everybody else. Just look at what you can do and how you can improve and how you can progress and focus on that because that's the only way to grow and then to just become a better photographer. The next one is also a little bit kind of um, important and I put that in that list because I had issue with that a lot and learn how to sincerely connect with your subjects. And I know a lot of us, especially when you're starting off, we focus on lighting, we focus on the technical things, and we never focus on our clients as much as we should. 
this is my approach. And um, I remember when I started hatchet photography, uh, that was one of those things which um, I have to say um, that was just a secondary thing because I wanted to make sure that my lighting is perfect, my settings are great, um, everything works, and I'm getting sharp images. And I never had a chance to kind of really focus on the clients. They were just kind of this secondary thing in my photo shoots. And that was just one of those things which um, I had to kind of learn over the years. And um, I, the problem what I also see is just the industry itself because there's not too many photographers or like, I don't know, mentors or instructors or even salespeople who tell you like, you know what? Maybe you instead buying all this equipment stuff, expensive stuff, maybe you buy some books about how to connect with other people or you can take some uh, course about how you can, I don't know, just talk to people and how to connect with them. And this is something that, again, nobody pays any attention because most of us, uh, we look at the technical stuff and if we think if we have this super expensive camera body or we have this amazing lighting system and all this cool stuff everything's going to work but connecting with people is, is is extremely important and it's something that it's going to take your photography to completely different level if you can kind of understand them you can connect with them and and you can really feel their emotions and then you can just kind of i don't know just be part of the photo shoot that you guys can really um uh, bond together um, and i know it sounds kind of crazy but um, unfortunately that's that's the real that reality of hatchet photography because for me especially nowadays whenever i have clients i'm trying to really focus on them trying to understand them try to kind of get a little bit in their life it depends how much they allow me to get in see what they're what they what they like what their hobbies are you know like talk to them and then and, and try to connect on their level and then and, and try to find the common ground where we can kind of as i said connect and then we can start shooting and they're going to be much more open and then you will see those images they're going to be way better because they're going to be more open to you and they're going to definitely provide you with some amazing face expressions and posing and all this stuff because they're going to feel comfortable around you and this is extremely important Okay, the next one is, it's also something that we've talked a little bit, but I just want to put this in kind of general term, is it's a very long and bumpy journey. And a lot of photographers, including myself, uh, I kind of didn't expect that. I think I, I want to, like, I will go again to my wedding uh, photography journey where everything was kind of smooth. And, um, you know, I was just booking clients. Uh, my year was filled up with weddings and I could just focus entirely on them. I had some issues along the ways, but um, hatchet photography was a little bit more bumpy and there's way more challenges um, with the time, with different businesses and clients and, and challenges and all this stuff because I had to, as I said, completely change my approach to uh, what I was doing. And you have to expect that because you cannot expect it's going to be just smooth ride. Maybe, um, I don't know, maybe you will be the lucky one. But for most of 
hatchet photographers, it's something that it's 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 challenging, and you have to be prepared for this, and you have to understand that it's not going to be easy, and you have to, I would say, grow thick skin to make sure you can take all those challenges on you, and make sure that uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, you can overcome those. So that's something that we need to know before we even get into this uh, journey and before we even kind of decided to become hatchet photographer and open the business and at least try to make a living out of this. So you have to be prepared for a lot of, lot of um, bumps along the way. Okay, the next one, and now we have final two. The next one is never stop learning. And this is something that again, uh, applies to, uh, doesn't matter what you do these days, like you have to keep learning and you have to dedicate it X amount of money, X amount of time, so you can keep learning because the market is changing, the industry is changing, um, everything is changing extremely quickly. And we have to adopt ourselves to those changes and we have to be, I'm not saying five steps ahead, everybody else, but we need to somehow keep learning and try to kind of push it towards different things. And this is what I was talking a few minutes ago. Um, I know we want to learn about what new lighting is available, what's new cameras they're going to be available for, I don't know, following year and then what features they have. But what I'm trying to say is try to reach out to different areas like psychology or um, you know, how to connect with, with, with people, try to go into different paths and see what you can learn to take your hatchet photography to the different level. And again, I'm not talking about the technical part, about some psychological parts where you can become a person who have way bigger perspective on what you do. And this is something that took me many, many years because as everybody else, I was focusing on the technical part for many, many years and I was completely neglecting all those additional stuff which could help me with my business, with my photography, with my marketing, with connecting with my clients and all this you know, stuff which so many of us just don't pay attention to. And there's so much out there. There's books, there's tutorials, there's YouTube videos, there's uh, articles, there's so much out there which can definitely help us to expand our knowledge, not only from the photography perspective, but also from, as I said, psychology and um, you know some, some, some other elements like business marketing. Um, this is going to definitely help us to, to expand what we can do and how we can kind of become successful okay i know i could go on and on about it but let's kind of stop there you guys probably understand what my point is and the last one is find work and life balance this is something which i've struggled a lot because i was focused on my work and i was working i don't know 14 to 16 hours a day and i completely neglecting my family, my life, my health. And at some point I said, okay, I have to stop this. And that was something I wish I knew before, because as I said, it's important for me what I do and I love what I do, but I also have to have a time for my family, for my son, for my wife, 
for doing things together because if I could just focus, I could work like literally 24 seven nonstop. I still could have things to do and there would be never enough time. But at some point I had to say, Hey, this is enough. I have to just, I don't know, work eight hours a day or I don't know, six hours, whatever depends um, how busy I am, but there is limit and I dedicated time for work. And I also dedicated time for, they said family for myself for my health for staying out of what i do because that also is extremely um, helpful and healthy because you know if you do this whole thing over and over and over again you're just getting tired of it and then you have enough and then you just like okay i'm just sick of this and it's not fun anymore so we need to kind of put ourselves a little bit out of it we have to give ourselves a little bit of break and then we just like recharge the batteries and we can jump right back in and just enjoy what what we do all the time but having that life balance with with work and um, just don't kind of get burnout it's extremely important and that's what's going to keeps you going because you know like i i also think that we're living in also in an era where you know like people getting sick and they're dying and all this stuff and I don't want to kind of get to the point that I dedicated whole my life towards hatchet photography or towards my business and I had no time for my wife for my family for my son and as you probably know the time flies extremely fast Um, we have end of the year almost and I don't even know where the time kind of goes like it's just kind of interesting that I remember last Christmas and now we have you know in the next few days we have again christmas and this 12 months just just flew by so quickly but i was i think smart enough that i was able to find balance so i'm kind of happy about it so i wish you that as well and don't kind of get like i'm not saying you shouldn't get involved into this but just give yourself a little bit of time for you for your family for whatever you like to do other than photography so, okay, let's finish here because, as I said, I could go on and on about it. Um, I, I am sure and I hope this uh, podcast will give you a, a, a little bit of a new path about how you can look at things kind of different way. And hopefully that will help you to, um, you know, just improve some of those stuff, what you do. So thank you so much. And um, I wish you guys happy holidays. I'll try to do another uh, podcast uh, before the new year so i will wish you i'll give you a new set of wishes for the upcoming year um, but as for now thank you for listening uh, again i wish you guys fantastic uh, holiday uh, season take some rest spend time with your family have some amazing foods uh, i think everyone is waiting for that so thank you again for listening stay tuned and i'll chat with you guys very soon Bye bye